Hey, welcome to Canberra Metalheads. Um, we're doing this uh, interview in the lead up to the uh, Canberra Metal Fest uh, gig coming up in uh, January. But on the bill, we've got uh, the guys from um, 12 Gauge Rampage, and here for you today, we uh, got the band lineup. How about you introduce yourself, boys? Hey, fellas, we're uh, 12 Gauge Rampage from the Blue Mountains. Absolutely. Yeah, I like how I just uh, dumped that intro straight on you, and you're like, yep, we are what you just said we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe there needs to be like a sub, like a subtitle underneath the the um the logo that just says from the Blue Mountains, and it'll basically encase everything I just said. <laughs> look into that, dude. <laughs> I can just edit it in post, you know how it works. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> but it's good to have you guys on the show, man. We um, usually have an intro track um, before the interview. Um, what track would you like to put up there? And, and also, um, do you have a bit more of an insight as to, you know, why you chose that track and, and um, why it's a good intro for the band? I think um, Breathing Bleed Out expresses us pretty, pretty quickly. Um, it was <laughs> our first release, so it was quite anticipating to see what kind of responses we'd give with it and... It's um, it shows a lot of great elements from each individual, and there's no fucking around. It's just straight into the brutality. Yeah. There's no warm up riff. It's just bang. Absolutely, yeah. that's what you want with a good bit of grindcore. But like, um, <laughs> I mean, the exception of like you, you obviously got your mortician style shit with like a minute and a half of horror samples and then thirty seconds of actual music. But you fucking, <laughs> that's what you want. But be in your face like when i'm looking for bands if i've through like you know heaps of intro and just elongated like intro shit it's like yeah that's nice but like i want to hear what's in the band like i want to hear like why i'm listening to this band yeah definitely yeah no one watches porn for the storyline <laughs> yeah sometimes i need to know how they got it you're right man sometimes i jump the gun and i gotta go back and i'm like wait how the fuck did this get here <laughs> oh man but yeah um uh oh yeah if you listen to an album with like heaps of samples and you're just driving in your car like you'll pull up the lights and it'll just seem like you're just listening to like random samples of like like if you listen to like porn gore and stuff it's just some chick moaning just blasting out of your car yeah i love that <laughs> yeah cock and, uh, cock and wolf torture none of us are really big on samples yeah just, just the songs we yeah. really wanted around. we really wanted to play that album how we play on stage you know we didn't mm. want to add stuff and we, we just wanted it to be pretty much our raw live sound recorded yeah. yeah i think that um that ends up making you like pretty honest to the audience as well um i think most people in metal or most people in music in general have gone to go see an artist live and it's completely different to what you've copped on the album and you you although they might be good you know, you're still left with that little bit of disappointment too. It's like when you find out your favourite vocalist, like pitch shifts his stuff, and you're like, fuck, this guy's gutturals are coming out his asshole. And then you're like, see him live and he's just talking into the microphone. You're like, ah, Yeah, exactly, man. We, we wanted to keep the stage true to ourselves, you know. Yeah, that's good, man. You guys will be the, um, instead, bands will use your songs as samples maybe, like. Yeah, nice. 
Yeah, no, maybe that's not a good thing. I don't know. I know we'll be using your songs as samples for this episode, so we're getting there. Um, well, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, yeah, exactly. Who would have thought, man? A bloody podcast, the most blue-collar-sounding fucking sample um, platform that you ever got. The... Um, <laughs> The, the other funny thing is like from my years of interviewing bands is when you get a vocalist and um, they're like gutturals or, or, or not even just gutturals but like vocals in general just don't match their voice. So you'll like um, you'll interview like a bit like I interviewed Christ Dismembered. You guys uh, uh, anyway, uh, Luke from Christ Dismembered. Oh, yeah, he's got the shirt on. Holy shit. Um, okay. Well, okay. Holy shit, accidentally to give him multiple shout-outs to another band. Um, <laughs> Christ Dismembered, brought to you by 12-Gauge Rampage. No, so anyway, the um, the vocalist there, and uh, I interviewed him, um, was basically like, the, <laughs> yeah, mate, you know, I just uh, work on a dairy farm and that, but they're like a fucking, <laughs> like, like black metal band was just <laughs> like <laughs> immortal style vocals just with like yeah you know just yeah, get up at four o'clock makes the afternoons a bit hard to get through but fuck you know you always got to have time for band practice <laughs> i think uh i think we've been blessed with the vocalists to be honest like not to blow too much smoke up his ass but you see what he does like <laughs> and he does that for real like he he yeah. goes from his gutturals into his high screams with no problem and back and forth. And yeah, I think we're pretty lucky, to be honest. Yeah, you guys... You guys smashing it, man. I, I I always get on tangents and talk about like r other other shit, but like getting it back to to the bands. Like we're chatting um before the recording about some of the like samples that you guys put up um on socials lately, and Luke has been across them as well. Um, just hitting oh, uh, that video you had up on Insta the other day of um just the vocal work, just that vocal tracking. Um, and that was like, that's like, it was sort of like, I've been following you on social for a little bit and I was like, oh fuck, I like completely forgot, like I knew you guys had dropped it, like an AK and stuff. And I was like, fuck, I'd completely forgotten to like stay on track with that. And that's when you would have got that big merch order from me, just like, yeah, give me one of everything. But um, yeah, it's definitely like one of them things, um, like when you've got that that vocal style that you can both, both in, in the one and you're honest with it I think I was showing one of my mates um, would have just been the kill more cunts than COVID clip and he was like oh that's sick because like he's seen it and he was like oh man is that like a dual vocal sort of like um, um, like garroted and stuff and I was like no man just the one cunt like just the one dude doing fucking vocals mm. yeah we, uh, we toyed with the idea of me having a mic and um, I like it for the live show because I like to take the piss out of cunts and have fun but, oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't like having a mic in front of me because I don't want anyone to think that's not all him. Like, mm, I, just, mm. I can't do what he does or I'd be doing it. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So many times, like, I've seen quite a few bands where, like, the bassist, the rhythm, the lead, and the vocalist have all got a microphone set up. And then you sit and you're waiting all gig, like, all right, when's the bassist going to drop, jump in on this? And you're like, ah. Oh. He's not. They just give him a microphone so he could like yell at the sound tech. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Or the um, the sound tech has the um, mic in his uh, in the booth to like talk back. So you just hear this like random 
voice that just does not fucking belong to the band during setup. You're like, oh, that must be the soundy. Yeah. That's always a weird one, hey? Yeah, yeah. You just... Like half the time they're right at the back of the room, so you can't even see them. <laughs> you're communicating. Yeah, yeah. They always sound like a carny sometimes. Like, the, you expect them to just be like, all right, boys and girls, step up and get some 12-gauge yeah, rampage. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you up the back there playing pool. You're in front of the sound desk. Up the front and support live music. <laughs> I, I seen on the interview that you got, that was posted online um, with uh, Amplify, um, the influences for you guys i won't sort of go into like you know same generic sort of question but i noticed king parrot was in on on that um lineup of of influences man i uh, and you know like yeah yeah so you know um like matt just goes like ape shit at, at gigs and stuff like that right um the um the f- hang on let me just uh, double check that okay cool um, sorry, I just got to pop up. Um, what do you think? This is a professional podcast. Did you pay money to listen to this fucking thing? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I, I remember there was this, um, these people playing pool up the back and they were just like, not just playing pool, but they were like yelling, like whenever someone sunk one and getting rowdy between songs, you could just, this is like probably 2014. So they hadn't they'll kind of like just bite your head off level. They won't, I don't think um, they'd done the next album yet. So it was still like not massive, the massive crowds they, they, they get these days. So it was still like between tracks, you could hear these clowns up the back yelling between fucking pool games and shit. So Matt gets a wireless mic, goes up the back, grabs the stick off one of them and just sinks the black ball and ca- and then comes back to the, the fucking stage. And he just, he's like, he's, he's just like, now come up the front. And then the, they actually came up and he's like, I can't believe I fucking sank that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you must yeah. get stuff like that, man. Like, um, you know, when, when you're touring and stuff like that, I know a lot of fans are, uh, it's good to have them out and any, any sort of support is handy. But have you had any, like, st- any stories from the road where you've sort of, like, um, had to sort of hype the crowd up or get anything going? A lot. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are too comfortable to stand back and fold their arms and just watch her and like. We want them to fucking get involved. We want them to kill each other. Yeah, get rowdy. Have a beer at the end of the show. (laughs) That's why you don't have a mic. (laughs) No, that's why I do have a mic. So I can fucking get them all up and up the front and stir them up and call them cunts. Yeah, yeah. For once, I just want... At, um, like, smaller venues and stuff on the venues we're using down the coast, uh, get your regulars to drink there every day, seven days a week would put a gig on and I always used to say to them like, all right, guys, it's a paid gig. I don't care that you guys like, I get you guys drink here seven days a week, but I'll let you finish your drinks up. But as soon as the band start, I need you to realize that, you know, I've now hired this fucking venue to put my gigs on and shit. And there'd be so many up and play and do that and be like, why is there just like 20 blokes standing at the fucking bar? I'm like, ah, they're, they're the special crowd. You know, they're not here to fucking listen to you play. They're just here to drink their fucking 20 schooners and drive home, you know, like that. Mm. Yeah. You know, 
And it, it makes it rough, but because like from their point of view, like you're up on stage and you're looking out and you're like, oh yeah, man, like I've got all these people that are into it. And then you look over and there's just like 20 cunts just still standing at the bar that aren't into it. And if you don't know there for the gig, it's like really like off-putting. You're like, oh shit, what are we doing wrong? Mm. You know, like. Yeah. yeah. It's just like places like Crowbar and um, the Hamo, like we played on uh, the Hamo on Friday night. Like they have like a separate separate room for the bands, which is really good because if you don't want to watch the band, you fucking go out in the big mm. you know, like, and it's pretty half soundproof, so they can go out. They actually usually run like at the Hamo. They usually have karaoke running while you've got a band in the band room. So mm. like, there's 200 people in the bar, but only 50 might come in and watch the band. But it's good because the room like with 50 people in it, there are 50 people that want to be there. So yeah. Yeah, that's Definitely. good, man. It's it's like with anything, you're gonna want yeah. like I'd prefer like um, a crowd that's into it that's smaller than like a the massive than a massive gig. It's like with my comedy shit, dude. I'm just like, man, I don't care if I offend fifty percent of people and the other fifty love me because that's better than like eighty percent of the people thinking that I'm so so and then forgetting about me in a week. <laughs> Because even the people that are pissed off are going to remember me. Yeah. yeah. We have a very similar structure, actually. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Do you guys want to open for my next gig? Um, <laughs> I actually, um, I've done that before, gone up between bands and done, done comedy as like an MC for um for various gigs and yeah it's it's fun but it's also it fucking separates the like the people that are um in comedy to like do banter and shit you basically it's not comedy you do what bands do between tracks you just go up and like um talk about audience members or like break their balls and shit i did an outdoor gig once doing that there was this bloke there that looked you remember lost remember that series lost yeah. yeah, remember Hurley from Lost, that fucking big unit? Yep. Yeah. yeah, he looked like that, dude. It was an outdoor gig. He bought his own chair because he, like, knew the plastic chairs just weren't going to cut it for him, dude. So I, I was just like, oh, man, fuck, you got your own chair. Did you get that from BCF? How long has it been rattling around in the booty Commodore before you could get here today and shit? And then, like, man, I, it was just like that was better than any set that I could have done. Fuck, man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, man. And it gets people involved, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like as much fun as as it is like to see the musician getting into it as well. It's also fun like from the audience members. Like when you see, no, dude. When you see like the like the singer crowd surfing and shit, you know. But like you you guys all are, are like um busy on stage as well like you can't it's hard to sort of have a, a good mix of like entertainment entertainment but also not fucking up what you're there for totally um, and then you know, a couple of jugs of beer later that goes out the window <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck yeah the um Speaking of uh, lineup, for people that don't know, uh, we'll do. Do you want to do a quick run through of what each member of the band does, um, uh, like from all three? Sure. Well, I'm Scotchy, and I um, do vocals. I just get drunk and grab a microphone and go mental. <laughs> Yellow cards. <laughs> Yellow cards. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, uh, well, I'm such a happy person all the time. Forget it all out on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Just Dude, therapy. The happiest point I've ever met. And he just gets on stage and he's a demon. Yeah. Part of the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I play bass. I buy amps. So, I'm, I'm writing pretty much playing guitar on a bass. And I uh, buy amps. So, I'm going through a few stacks and making a lot of noise. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm a bass player. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Boydie. I play the drums, and I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this because it's too hard. <laughs> so, thinking about saying if he wants to swap me, be swapping me because the bass is pretty easy stuff. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I play drums. I've been for quite a while. I've uh, been in a few other bands too, which is, you know, um, this area around here is pretty good. It's, it's, we've been pretty lucky to keep finding awesome musos to keep playing this sort of music with, and it's it's bloody awesome. But yeah, I play, I play the drums. Yeah, nice, man. You line ups together in previous bands. We have, yeah, um, yeah. Me, me, and Scotchy, we were in a in a group, um, Fester and Drippy, Jeff, for for a few years, and that was pretty bloody awesome too. Yeah. Mm. In uh, I've been in a hundred bands. Oh yeah, I'm not even <laughs> gonna try to rattle off five bands. <laughs> yeah, a few as soon as you can play, like, just a simple blast beat, you instantly find yourself in, like, ten bands. So <laughs> that's it. And if you're a lead guitarist, like, fucking, we end up in, like, six or seven bands, but then you've just got, like, the people, like, oh, I'm a rhythm guitarist. I'm like, oh, yeah, how many bands are in? Uh, I'm still trying to put one together. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's me. That's yeah. been my rhythm guitarist. Like, how many bands have you been in? One, but it's had, like, a hundred different lineups. And it never goes anywhere past like you write the the fucking the list of potential names out, and then like the lyric ideas, and that's as far as it goes. And then a year later, you pick up again and hope that the guy that you managed to get for drums is still interested. Uh, we're yeah. heaps like like that because we we get along pretty well, and like we all enjoy what we're doing, and we all had the same goal. So I think we've we that's how we sort of come together, you know. And well, me and Luca have now been playing together for about four years in, in different bands. And um, Scotty's been with us now for about two years. And I, I can't see anyone going anywhere. I'll fucking handcuff him to the kid if I have to. <laughs> yeah, that'll fucking, um, that, that, that brings out new skills in the band, trying to play with one fucking hand because the other one's hand, like, cuffed to the, to the set. If they come from Def Leppard can do it, then we can do it, you know? <laughs> Fuck, man. That's like a, that, that, just play the drums with the hand held by the remaining hand. Yeah. You have to sometimes because you drop a stick. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually seen someone playing, and they got so hyped that they that they threw their sticks in the crowd and realised they didn't have any more sticks, dude. So um, yeah, yeah. So while, but he like had his sticks near him, but they were like out of arm's reach. So he literally just starts slapping the fucking cymbals with his hands, dude. And and everyone was just like, what the fuck? And at the end, he just comes up and his hands all fucking bleeding and shit. And I'm just like. Dude, what, what made you think that that was a good fucking idea? Oh, really? Imagine just being that hyped that you thought you will fucking actually Def Leppard and you threw your fucking sticks into the fucking crowd. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. It's like, cunt, you're like, you're like... That's you're like, I used to play with. Like, yeah. I used to play butt naked all the time. 
I've, I thought my base would cover me a bit better than it does, but a bit hangs down the bottom, you know. <laughs> not ragged or anything. Anyway, well, bass guitarists uh, do go lower. Yeah. <laughs> so the drummer used to get the shits because he was always head height with my hairy ass. Like, <laughs> he'd just fucking start throwing sticks at me during the set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're behind the kit and, like, your front line's naked, the drummer sees fucking everything. And everyone's yeah. like, fuck. And that was awesome. Good on you for getting naked on stage. And nobody ever knows why the drummer's pissed off. It's because he's just been staring at <laughs> for half an hour. Yeah, totally, man. No, the drummer's pissed off because he was also naked, but no one noticed. <laughs> oh, man. I, um, th- that's uh, that's pretty funny, man, just being like the the eye height um with with everything from the back and just being fucking mad but you can't do anything about it what's the um what band was that with what lineup oh that was uh an old like punk it sort of started as a punk band and then we sort of sold out and started playing covers and stuff like that yeah uh herbal remedy that was back from my my younger years yeah 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 the kind of band that'd sell out <laughs> yeah yeah bro <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as we realised that people would pay us to start playing shit music, we were just like, oh, fuck, why not? Yeah, we were yeah. young and we smoked a lot of dope and dope wasn't cheap, so, yeah. Dude, so much more money in covers. Uh, uh, almost every pub I've worked at where we've had, like, a music night or something like, you know, something that I haven't organised and it's just Joe Blow in the corner playing his guitar. Um, we had one guy come in and he was playing and he was like, I knew him from somewhere and I was like, he walks off and I'm like, fucking know you from somewhere man he's like oh yeah i'm like a i'm like a actually like a country singer like i'm pretty well known i was like what the fuck are you doing playing covers in a pub for he's like dude i have like an australian music award for my country music but nobody wants to fucking hear it but i'll make five hundred dollars a night playing fucking aussie rock you know shit it's criminal eh? yeah it's 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 um, it's good to know that Shannon is still alive, though, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Man, fucking hell! Wonder how many, how many, um, because he's still in like the RSL club tour, dude. <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of know you're a bit long in the tooth when you're doing the RSL circuit, eh? Yeah, dude. Well, well to be honest, like that's the peak f- performance for comedy. But yeah, in the band well of course yeah like if you're doing an rsl dude you've peaked you're opening for fucking rodney Roode in the underground comedy scene yeah that's where you're like that's peak performance i should i mean my old man still does the the cover scene and um the rsls and stuff like that makes a fortune you know he's in a band called the zombies down in based out of wollongong yeah massive crowds they put on a bit of makeup they have some like hot chicks that come up and dance on the stage while they're playing their set and mm. they're selling out everywhere they go it's ridiculous yeah fuck yeah. once you get that following and people know you're good at what you do there's um there's a, a production company out of sydney that just does themed cover bands so they've got like the abba cover bands and like all this shit and they'll literally pack auditoriums because people just want to see people dressed up like fucking ABBA playing shit songs, you know, like fucking that's what they do. And they sell them out. Like my time in working in like RSLs and shit like that, I've seen that shit sell more tickets than like genuine music. Oh, not genuine musicians, but people coming in playing originals. Um, not genuine originals, but just originals. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. genuine original anymore everything's <laughs> been done but. that's a rob zombie quote it was just like everything's been done yeah. before you just play yeah. it faster or slower or in di- different different order yeah I mean, it's like when you write a song and you're like i've heard that then you're like sitting there yeah. and you're listening to sabbath and you're like ah oh, fuck it's already a sabbath riff oh that pisses you off hey like oh well, check this riff oh, that sounds like slipknot <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like a dead set dying fetus ripoff, you know? Yeah, it's actually yeah. good if you're doing stuff and someone's like, that sounds like Slipknot or dying fetus or whatever. No, probably more so dying fetus than Slipknot. But at the end of the day, it's like, fuck, that's actually good that I like thought. Of- it's like whenever, you know, you're just, you're doing something, you know, you're in the right like realm if you're starting to sound like those bigger bands. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we were chatting um, earlier in the like before the show um, the, the best podcast the show before the show um, and <laughs> the um, the subject of the new um, well late, is it your latest video clip the um, I've killed more cunts than COVID video yeah it's like a debut one it's the only one we've got out at the okay, yep, yep. okay and uh, yeah we're chatting about that and um, yeah obviously um, seen that one um, in the like the the recording and the setup and all that sort of stuff. What was that one like to to put together? Awesome, man! It was very easy actually. The guy who um Jake, who who helped us with it, he was just so ahead of us and had amazing ideas and just made it such a breeze. It was great. It was easy. Can't wait to work with him again. Actually, and he's good mates with Blast, so we done it pretty cheap. Oh yeah, so full. Yeah. Mm like when you're uh, when you're coming up and you've got to you know you got to fork for a video clip and stuff like that i think a lot of people don't realize how expensive it can get oh, and that's blow like, your entire budget on you know a three minute clip yeah it was under a grand with everything like yeah. um props and stuff so yeah sick. another one in the works too so it's gonna it's gonna yeah. be sick it's gonna be awesome yeah awesome yeah, man the, the, to be continued yeah, good. That's a mad little hype there. But um, yeah, the the video clip was fucking awesome, dude. That intro just remind me of like every episode of like Houses, dude. Like the struggle street <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was so good, eh? Dude, the best part of that is where he was just like literally he depicted everyone's thoughts when he just went fucking COVID and started drinking out of a fucking bottle of scotch, dude. That, that's even later we got him riding his bike up the street like with no helmets if cops would have seen that holy <laughs> shit dude um the only thing that could have no, made that he's allowed to be drunk <laughs> yeah it's a black bike man it's Gives you uh, the authority to be drunk, dude. It's yeah, um, it. it's one of those things. that's like um, you can ride for like years, but the one time you get pulled over is when you're doing a music video with a shotgun on your back, yeah. <laughs> with right. no helmet. It's so relatable, man. That's always the way. I. It's like um, when I watch um, I watch like some US TV shows with the, like because I'm a car guy as well and I like some of the shit that you see on there and I watch that like, Gas Monkey Garage and Texas doesn't have a helmet law 
So they'll just be like, oh, man, we just got this new chopper built. We'll take it for a test drive. And they're just rolling down the street, no helmet, dude. I'm just like, fucking hell, man. That's like, that's it's just fucking crazy to see, like, how different laws are. It's like what, like, people are still made out of the same shit. Just because you're in Texas doesn't mean that your body's not going to fucking react the same way. Really, yeah, it's just still fucking splat the same way. It's just like, oh, no. Oh, before you hit the ground, we just need to check where you were born before we, like, <laughs> like determine the injuries. Um, but, yeah, in the in the, um, in the the video, man, like, how did uh, you guys go with, like, the special effects and shit? Was a lot of that looks like it might have been done in post as well, which was done really well. Considering the budget, man, I reckon that, like, it really um, treads the line of, like, um not being too cheesy but also being like you know not too serious sort of thing it's like the perfect level of 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 serious versus like production quality yeah, that mm. sums up 12 gauge rampage to be honest <laughs> it's, uh, perfect level of like nonsense sheets <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, yeah but, um, the special we gave a little stuff. bit of a shout out to him but um he fucking did a great job, man. And, like, the effects were – there was a little bit added at post, but um, most of it is just what you see. Like, we're covered in, in bloody blood and shit like that. But um, the blood splatters, that was all put in in post. And, mm. Like just the headshots that were. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> but, yeah. Um, if that film clip, had anyone else done it, it, it would have charged us ten times more. Yeah. yeah. The only way to get away with that would have been to do some like Andy Warhol shit and actually kill people in the film clip. And you're just like, oh, I stand for that. We, we did discuss it. <laughs> Be like, why is this guy that I haven't talked to for 10 years messaging me to become being this fucking clip? Nah, it's safe. Calm down. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's like this guy's either um, wanting to kill me for a metal video or he's started to sell Arbonne. Yeah. I just want to get him back for throwing sticks at my ass. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like a professional, he chucks the call back in there. Fuck, I'm starting to question whether I'm actually the comedian in this call. Yeah. <laughs> um. What was it like to try and go through and do recordings and shit throughout COVID and lockdown and fucking all that shit? I mean, um, as I said earlier, like just trying to get my band project together when it's not fucking COVID can be hard. So, you know, the last fucking two years just been red tape of trying to get people into one fucking area to meet up. What was it like to then try and fucking do recordings and shit on top of that? Anything else? Man, we've had to go do this separate, but um, yeah, me and Guy went down together. So that was all right. We went and stayed down there. We yeah, and I think that's been the only kind of positive side of COVID. Like we, instead of focusing on booking gigs and shows, we practiced and practiced and practiced and got our shit together. And so it, it was bittersweet. Um, it did give us the time we needed to fucking perfect it a bit better. Okay. But we lost a lot of shows. And, and as we said, like with recording, 
um, it's most of the time it could only be one or two of us in the in the recording studio. Mm. So yeah, it was a bit rough. Yeah, that's. I suppose when you're on top of it, I mean, um, sometimes you get that magic too. Um, and this like also goes back to the budget thing. Like I've had a few mates that have recorded and were like that, where they just spent, you know, hours upon hours pre like practicing, getting everything down tight. And then you go into the studio and you do everything fucking one take and you're like, well, fucking not only have we fucking nailed it, but it's, you know, it sounds good and we've saved a shitload of money, you know, like, um, and then other times, you know, like I remember like, dude, I was recording with for a little bit in a band that made that fucking stage. Um, I think we did like 50 takes of like one fucking like song segment before we just went, fuck it. Like just give the cunt up. We'll just go to the next song and come back to it. But then, you know, you know, we never went back to it. It's still probably sitting on a hard drive somewhere of unfinished projects or, you know, hopefully the down take. We, we, Luke and I did that with our last band. Like, I remember there was this bass bit that I wrote and it was fucking stupidly hard. And I put down about 80 takes and then I just changed the riff. I'm like, fuck this, it's too hard. Like, move on. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, this this time around we are working with uh, Matt Clark um, from Bass Player from Bastardizer and um, several other things. And he just made the process so good and easy for us and it's just yeah. – a good bloke to be around. Yeah, yeah, I've had him on the show before, so yeah, friend, friend of the show. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He, he sort of like I think he sort of undersold himself with us because he thought like because we don't have a guitarist, there wouldn't be as much work involved. But I feel like there's a lot more work involved because we had to try and like replicate my live sound. So yeah, yeah, that's actually a, a pretty big. That's a um, a point. Without the guitarist, um, it would obviously be a lot harder but do you find that you mentioned before that you're essentially playing guitar on bass um do you find that um that changes the whole writing process you kind of got to have that in mind when you're thinking of stuff a little bit yeah a little bit but i mean like a lot of these songs like a lot of the riffs um luke actually wrote so a lot of it was written by luke you know so it was yep. written on a guitar <laughs> And then he's just like, oh, just do it like this. I'm not going to play in a bass kind of yeah. like, oh. <laughs> We're very lucky to actually be able to get someone who's so driven sort of towards that too, like to be able to put the work in and, and learn all that sort of stuff on bass, man, because it's incredible. I don't know how he does it, man. Oh, thanks, mate. It's, um, it's, it's, it's sort of just fallen together really well, um, especially with Scotty. We're all very different dynamically, so it all um, – yeah, it sort of complements each other, and I think that's that's why it works so well. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like not many people are doing this bass setup thing, and it's just it's in, it's interesting. It's it's something you know. That... Yeah, I've got a massive compliment on Friday night. Like one of the guitarists from um, Komodo Nightmare, the band I played before, and they're a fucking really good band. Uh, he sort of said, I walked in and I was like. That guitarist is going off, and he's like, then he realized it wasn't a, a guitarist. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, he thought we oh, had someone sweet. backstage or something. Yeah, yeah. So, the soundy yeah. on the mic, dude. Yeah, no, it was great. Like, it, it was quite a compliment. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's true when you've got a, um, like, a dynamic like that, and you see it, I think more times than not, I've seen it in like grindcore and death metal and stuff in the Australian scene and moreover everywhere. Um, 
where you've got somebody compensating for, you know, two or three musicians um, like that, like with a lead bass set up or like, you know, even just your, your basic, like your two-piece grindcore bands and shit, you know, like um, fucking um, Meth Leopard and, you know, yeah. the dudes. Or Big Blight. That yeah, uh, yeah, doll blood Yeah, yeah like it, it, but it works, and like you know, when it works on, when it works well, and you don't notice it so much, especially with your like your live setup, and people yeah. are like, oh, Aris in there, you know, works really well. Um, and then of course, there's like your one man bands where you you hear it and you're like, oh fuck, that's sick. And then you walk in, and it's just one guy on stage, and you're like, fuck me, like that dude's killing it. Over that, or you walk in. You're, that guy's a fucking maniac. Like you look at dudes like Cucklord and like all that, and you're just like, eesh. Yeah, we, um, a a few years ago, a, pre- a previous fucking band me and Scotchy room, we were lucky enough to play with um, Sean McKean from Huge and Pile. Yeah, yep. And that was that was awesome, man. One man band just doing it like drum machine, just yeah, of, yeah. It just fucking oh. works. <laughs> I think I I've talked like, instantly go to like an old mate with a drum kit on his back and fucking simple. <laughs> <to his name. laughs> you know, that's where my mind goes. My man. Yeah, and he, he looks like Willie from The Simpsons in my mind too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where my mind when people are like, oh, I'm in a one man band, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, but only in my mind, it's just fucking like Vickiners, but he's just got like the shit, like there's a church burning in the background and stuff. And he's like, yeah, like one man band. <laughs> yeah the um the 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 range does um change a little bit it's good to see so many bands that go away from the traditional like three or four piece setup where each person has like a dedicated role like even, even although that's not sort of like in the same style like um i know um tom from wolfpack does the vocals as the drummer which is which is pretty crazy like um like having the drummer as the vocalist um but it also it's also good that people like challenge the the normal a little bit to get and then like you guys have got like i think it massively complements the sound of 12 gauge rampage to have such a low um low end like heavily represented as well so it's yeah it's good you just um, and also, like, I mean, you guys probably know the, the benefits of touring with as a three-piece as well. Oh, and just dealing with dickhead yeah. guitarists all the time. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even still, like, step away with... Um, uh, I got a mate who's working in a project at the moment. They had a drummer and then he left and then they just, they ended up just machining everything for like their recordings and stuff. And he said, the problem moving away from that too is for the entire time you don't have a drummer and you're just machining everything for that 12 months or whatever, you've already been working with the perfect drummer. Like, you know, only your own fault if that fucks up. So then once you human back into the mix you're like ah fuck like ah, he's drunk again like ah, i forgot his fucking yeah. uh, <laughs> it, like you know yeah it's like it's like if um if like for 12 months skitsy was your drummer and then you had to just like go back to market <laughs> you just go back to 
get that rock up with a four piece set and he's just like yeah man I can do like a four four beat and you're like ah sick dude I would pay fucking like an embarrassing amount of money to watch Skitchy fuck up a Hello Kitty drum kit like Matt Skit yeah 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 you know he could too you know he'd just (laughs) dude I've nearly seen him I've nearly seen him fuck up an adult one so You know, the only kinds I've seen fuck up drum kits are people that are playing other people's drum kits. <laughs> yeah. I know, that's ironic. Uh, can I borrow your kit, mate? Next thing you know, there's a symbol being thrown across the room. Like, <laughs> like I'm legitimately, like, honestly, I've seen it happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, pricks. We had a... <laughs> we had one of our shows who rocked up with just their guitar heads their guitars and the cymbal and the the, the drummer brought his own cymbal yeah. and moans that the kit that was on stage wasn't like his kit and we're like dude like you could have brought more than just your fucking cymbals which he didn't end up using anyway and then it did exactly that anyway like he ended up like um getting hell into it tried to have his rock star moment and shit and i remember just like like side stage with the guy that owns the kit and he was just like waiting to jump on stage to kick this guy off his fucking kit, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. One of them things like as a promoter, like as an audience member before I got motion, you don't notice any of that shit. And then as soon as you get into like being like the man behind the fucking curtains, you've all of a sudden got all this like different shit. Like going to gigs now is like a nightmare for me because I look out across the crowd. I'm like, ah, fuck that person's drunk. Like it, that, like the venue owner is going to have to deal with that. Like, oh, fuck, this dude's not on stage at the right time. Like that's just going to throw everything fucking off. So like I go yeah. to gigs bit like that and I'm like, ah, like I can't fucking enjoy myself anymore. I just see all the behind the scenes stuff now. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. You might have oh, to like- just drink more. <laughs> I don't fucking drink, so like. Oh, all right. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I still like. I still love gigs. Like, I still, like get it, but like you just see the more of the behind the scenes shit too. It's like, it's like uh, when you're a musician and you like fucking like if you play bass and you sit down and you listen to like an album, you pick the bass out of an album. You're like, oh fuck, that's sick. Or like if you're a vocalist, you're like, oh man, that vocal work is sick. But when you like. But from like an outsider point of view too, like if you don't pick it apart, you don't see all that stuff as much. Like you're not switched onto it. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, it's like if you're a magician and you just rock up, you're just like, I fucking know how that works. <laughs> Good analogy, man. Yeah. Um. Only like music is still the real magic. Um. And everything else is the fake shit. Like, <laughs> dude, imagine when back in like the Middle Ages, where you used to like that would get you laid if you could do like a cool trick, and they just thought that you're fucking magic or some shit. <laughs> just rock up, like you just do the you do the old like um the like the finger trick, dude, and some chick just wants to blow you. <laughs> oh, I need to go to the clubs you're hanging out at. <laughs> oh no no. It's, uh... We, it, we got a different uh, different action for the finger trick at the clubs that I perform at. <laughs> <laughs> now you see it. Now you don't. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, boys, we um, we try to keep these things um, 
anything over 20 is a bonus for us so you've been really really cool and kind to uh, give us a bit more of your time today so we're super happy to talk a bit more shit on the show and have you on so sort of be um, pretty cool to mention also mate um our our album got um an amazing review of sick drama magazine yeah um ian put put us in as one of the um the better uh, drumming albums for 21, man, up along with, with some amazing artists, which is a pretty amazing fucking honor. Yeah, yeah. Um, up there with Iron Maiden and, and all them, so it's been a really good response. It's amazing. Matt done such a good job, and it's, yeah, it's probably worth saying. Yeah, dude, no, um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I didn't burn over like any last words from the bands and miss that gem. Um, but yeah, is there anything else to you guys before we wrap up? Like, what want to do a shout out or bring up? Obviously, you got socials and stuff. We'll do at the very end. But is there anything that we didn't cover off? Oh man, Bobsy from Grindhead's been absolutely amazing too. Um, oh, dude, how good is that setup with fucking yeah. Grind? Fantastic man. He he's doing a great a great job and. And again, Matt Clark made for just if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't wouldn't have you know the, the sound like we have. Yeah, well. he definitely helped us find our tone. He, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's, it's, um, upcoming yeah. as apart from your uh, playing the Canberra Metal Fest, which is I think everyone in this area of New South Wales is keen for. But um, anything else on the horizon coming up for you guys? We've got some pretty big shows, oh, yeah. but, you know, with some pretty decent Australian bands coming up. The problem is everything keeps getting postponed because of COVID. Like, so yeah. right now we're, we're confirming dates and I'm in the middle of rebooking our tour that we had to cancel a few months ago. And mm. So we've got a lot in the woodworks, but nothing really on paper at the moment. Uh, I think the one that I can give away of the two, we can give away, obviously, the Canberra Metal Fest. We're really, really looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, and then we've got a headline show at Frankie's that weekend on the Sunday, so we'll be playing with uh, Plague Dweller and Terra Mortem, though. Uh, Marry me. Yeah, I know I'm forgetting someone. Awesome. I feel like a awesome. shit cunt. But um, <laughs> so we got that in coming up on the same date, 16th of uh, January, and then I think it's the 6th of February. We're doing our album launch to a um album launch show at frankie's as well yeah right yes so, so that will be we're um being lucky enough to be invited to uh play on one of the freak flag uh events mm-hmm. so it'll be like burlesque and people fucking hanging from hooks on the roof and shit yeah like, nice a perfect fucking a perfect introduction for our animals. yeah, yeah well, fuck yeah dude six months six months ago, months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds really cool, dude. I love those mixed bills, man. Like, fuck yeah, it's it, gonna be so much fun. Yeah, and um, yeah, we go in there and like everyone that's there to see people hanging from the roof and shit. You just be fucking blasting the doors off with some some music, which is sick. A couple of other shows, man. We were so so keen to release, but we just can't yet. Like, yeah, absolutely massive. It's can't wait for this this twenty twenty two, man. It's gonna be. Don't say it. No, 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 you gotta be it. positive. You gotta be positive. Everything's looking good. Twenty one, and it went. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, it's um, let, let's 
less um yeah keep fingers crossed for stuff man but you know at the end of the day at least you guys have um got some studio stuff out as well so at least that that's sort of underway and then we've got you know we'll, we'll you'll be in canberra from what i understand the first time in canberra for canberra metal fest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the first time you'll be so able the to- basement the basement's still the same sort of layout i used to play that when in our previous group, and it was awesome. No, it's, was great. it's 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 even bigger and better now, man. Like they've, oh, yeah, they've. It's so rad. It's it's very much so like um like people in Sydney talk about like the crowbar and stuff. How they've got like a bar yeah. for their like to the metal and shit. That's yeah. what came with the base. Awesome. Yeah, you know, okay. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a good spot, man. Like I think it's one of those venues where like you couldn't recreate it just because it's got character. Yeah. You Like, if you built some, an exact replica, even if it was exactly the same, the walls haven't heard the same music over the years. Yeah. Um, that's how it feels like the Frankies. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's another real... That's a similar sort of... Um, scenario where it's just like even king parrot when they're doing sold out fucking shows they'll still do a night at frankie's you know yeah it was, it was fucking sick but it's one of the things that blew me away the most about frankie's is that they'd put on these sick lineups and it'd be like free entry or like just like yeah man that parrot show that last one it was like three or four hundred people in there and three or four hundred people on the line that couldn't get in Four hundred yeah. people. That's on like, Yeah, it's not so. Yeah, but they're a that band, man. They, that's what they should be getting. Yeah, everybody show. Yeah, they should be taking us with them. Yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so you guys were saying you got some um, upcoming gigs for to be announced later. So for people to keep an eye out for when that announcement finally does um, happen, where are you guys? Uh, where can they find you? Uh, Facebook, everywhere, Insta. Yeah, Pornhub. Oh, I mean, um, <laughs> grinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, like um, pretty easy to find. Yeah, it's like any anywhere you can find it. I will. I'll um, put links in the show notes of all the social medias and stuff. And if anyone's um just listening to the audio of this, um, make sure you check out the YouTube channel because it has um all of the like you can see the actual video the the boys chatting. And after this video, I'll put a like the autoplay for the um for the um I've killed more cunts and COVID video up next after this. So. Yeah, so make sure you uh, stay tuned to watch that one um, because, yeah, it's a fucking ripper. And, uh, yeah, make sure you, uh, yeah, follow them all on socials and sub to all their shit because uh, they'll be, um, yeah, they'll be here in Canberra. Um, and you'll, I'll also put a uh, the gig poster up as well. You can see all the details there. So, yeah, come check these guys out and a bunch of other bands, Canberra Metal Fest. The gig poster will be up um, on the screen in a second if you're watching the YouTube channel. But until uh, until next time, boys, we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch you catch you at the gig, eh? Thank you. Thanks for having us, man. Cheers, Cheers. dude. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Wrap it up. <laughs>